This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fort Meg's CrossFit. Thanks to Fort Meg's CrossFit for allowing me to use their their space for my new studio. Uh, It's becoming a great partnership. Um, They always allow me in here, uh, work with me on my times to to, just to make sure I can put out regular episodes a week. So I really appreciate them. Uh, They got uh, classes seven days a week for any age group. They got all kinds of different classes. Uh, Check out their website at fortmegscrossfit.com. Thanks also to three different dads. It's a new the our other podcast on the Nerdball Network. We we're putting out an episode every Wednesday morning. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We've had a couple filling dads the past week, uh, just to bring in some new different new personalities, new things to the podcast. So check that out wherever you get podcasts, uh, and you can email the show at three spelled out t h r e e three different dads at gmail.com. Uh, my guest today, uh, I met last year working at the Metro Parks. She ran a group of volunteers, and uh, she was a great person to talk to on a daily basis. She has a lot to say, uh, and that was fun, too. She always had something new to talk about, so I invited her on here to, to learn more about her, uh, about where she grew up, uh, really what she's into. Uh, come to find out, she's uh, <laughs> she can get talked into a lot of things, uh, so that that was fun. Uh, and then a lot about her kids, just a lot of random stories, which was a really cool episode. Just that you know we were kind of bouncing all over the place, but it was cool to to learn all these new things. Um, and uh, to, you know, obviously, I, I talked to her you know a couple times a week last summer, so just to be able to sit and talk to her for an hour was a, was a real great experience. So uh, I look forward to to you guys uh, listening to this episode. Let me know what you think. Uh, email the show at the nerd about. The Nerdball Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on all our social media. So uh, thanks for checking out the episode. Hi, this is Sarah, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. That is exactly the way I thought you would do it, and it's perfect. You nailed it. <laughs> do you feel good about it? Yeah. All right, perfect. Well, then, thanks for coming on the podcast today. <laughs> sure. Um, Sarah, we met uh, last year, right, um, mm-hmm. when we uh, worked for Harbor, mm-hmm. and you helped, uh, you know, you, you basically led to volunteers for us uh, around our park, helped us clean up the park. Huge at the Metro Parks, uh, our volunteers are like big for us. And by you being there and, and leading those kids around, and it was good because sometimes um, we've had other people lead groups where we're not super confident that they can do it. But I was always like, hey, Sarah, you got this today? Cool. And like, I didn't have to have another person with you. I didn't have to be there. So I appreciate you and you wanted to be out there. And, you know, I loved it because you trusted me and allowed me to do my thing because yeah. – a lot of people will micromanage, which is fine. You know what I mean? Not that that's a great thing to do, but you trusted me enough and you allowed me the freedom with the kids, which was great. And, you know, I kind of felt like I owned the park for the day. You know, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, well, good. Well, again, thank you for that. Uh, so you have been listening to a few of the episodes, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like new listeners or listeners in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're aware, well aware, and we kind of talked about it a little bit before the before the podcast. The, the first question I ask everybody is, what is something you've been into lately? Something you're, you're a hobby, something cooking, <laughs> cleaning, uh, you know, if you found a new way to do whatever, you know, something, books, movies, anything, what is something you, you're kind of been into lately? Great question. So 
I uh, have been pondering this after listening to your podcast and stuff, and I'm like, hmm. I like a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I guess with my personality, I'm always up for a new adventure. So I have three kids. My youngest is almost 18. And um, we always did a lot of fun things as they were growing up. And I guess I'm in this stage of my life kind of like equated to the empty nester syndrome. Yeah. So it's like, who is Sarah apart from her family? Because I love doing things with my family, but now I have a lot more time to myself. So... I've been doing some paint by numbers. Yeah. So so it sounds funny, but I think that's awesome because I used to have, and maybe this is even worse, I used to have an app on my phone where it was a paint by number thing and you just click and it puts in the No, color. no, no, no. Okay, see, now this is annoying to me because people, oh, I have an app, I do this, I do that. It's like, yeah. there's a difference though, but I know what you're talking no, about. No, I'm just saying mine's actually... way worse than... Actually no, painting. actually, it probably would look better on a phone doing that painting than yeah. what I'm doing because actually I have bifocals now, right? So I'm looking at it and the numbers are so microscopically small. Yeah. And then I have all these paints and I'm like, and I'm painting. <laughs> and so I've had the same painting that I've been working on since my birthday, which was in February. Really? And um, my husband said to me the other day, are you going to finish this? Yeah. And I'm like... It's all therapy, honey. I'm just taking my time. And when it's all said and done, it's probably going to just look amazing. Yeah. Not, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, have you seen those things? They're very similar to color by number or paint by number where it's like little, they're like little squares, almost like little gems and you put them on and stick them in, stick them on. Yes. Yeah. I have a couple good friends that really got into those. Yeah. And, uh, one of the ladies that I work with even maybe one, and I think it's really cool. I have not tried it yet, yeah. though. It looks cool. It looks yeah. fun, yeah. But my concern is I'm kind of clumsy. <laughs> so, like, losing these little things or not placing them right, I don't know. I overthink things too much. But, yeah. It comes with a lot of tools so to make it a little less. And I would need less. a lot of tools. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, that's good to know about yourself, right? Yeah. Like, this, yeah. is, this is how I have to do things, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So, paint, you know, paint by numbers. We, we also talked uh, <clears> how... Before the podcast, we talked about hiking a little bit because you do. You said you have a bunch of stuff in your basement, but it just doesn't get used. Yes. So um, my husband and I have been married now for 25 years. And when I first met him, he actually took care of my grandmother because he did uh, therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, he was exciting. I really liked him. And he talked about all this hiking he did. He went to the Adirondacks. He did all this hiking. And I was like, oh, this is a cool guy. Yeah. So when he asked me out on a date, I was super excited. And our second date, actually, he took me on the Boy Scout trail out in um, Oak Openings. Oak openings. Yeah, yeah. And he packed our backpacks and we did the 17 mile hike. And I was like, this is the man of my dreams. Like, <laughs> oh my. And we had so much fun. Like, he really paid attention. He got to know me over our talks and stuff. So, like, he had my favorite candy bar, which I'm not even a big fan like fan of candy bars yeah, yeah. but at that time I must have mentioned at some point in time that I liked this candy bar so he had that he was smooth and like what kind of yogurt I liked and so we're doing this backpacking trip on the Boy Scout trail and it was really really cool yeah. and I was like yeah this is definitely the man I'm gonna marry and that was probably the last major backpack hiking really? trip we've taken and yeah. that was like date number what Two. Two. Okay. So a couple questions. Were you, <laughs> did you hike before that? Like, were you a hiker before that trip? No. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. How sore were you after the trip? Was it, were you okay? Were you good? I, feel I like was that's sore, but I don't remember because I was a lot younger too sure. then. So I was like 21. So um, no, I wasn't. Okay. But funny story, fast forward, it was on our 
I want to say our 11th year anniversary or something, I thought I was going to be real cool and real crafty. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get out the backpacks yeah. and I'm going to create this first date, even though it was like our second date. Maybe yeah. it was our third. I don't remember exactly, but it was in the new stages. I was like, I'm going to create this cool, romantic, connected yeah. backpacking trip. And so I told my husband and I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to reenact. We're going to fall in love. We're going to have the same experiences we did and all this stuff. And it was probably about mile six into the 17th uh, mile. And my husband was like, I can't do this. Oh, really? It might have been like mile nine. I don't want to like make him sound terrible, but yeah. we're a lot older at the time. And maybe it was like our 15th year anniversary. I don't remember exactly what it was, yeah. but like he was a lot sore. And so we never finished it. Mm. And so that's still that's one your, of these days. Your unfinished anniversary day. <laughs> yeah. You got to finish that. Uh <laughs> So, yeah. So the second question, the thing that popped in my mind immediately was for a second date to go on this hike seems uh, for a woman seems like uh, I'd be nervous about it. Like, mm. OK, you're sending me on this on this hike now. Obviously, now there's so many podcasts and movies and stuff about, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. all the you know murders and all that kind of stuff. But that mm. was immediately what popped in my mind. I was like, oh, man. You know, mm -mm. Usually, no, usually dates are like, hey, we want to go in this public place during the day. People are going to see us. You know? No, 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 no. Matter of fact, I, I was we did uh, whitewater rafting down in West Virginia when we dated. And to be honest, I w I'm terrified of a lot of different things. Okay. And what I try to tell myself through life is, because I actually have a lot of anxiety and stuff, is like, how do you conquer that? Mm -hmm. You just do it. So I'm an overthinker sometimes. And so sometimes I just have to not think about things and just do it. Now, obviously, that's within a safe realm or whatever. Yeah. So I will tell you, when we did our whitewater rafting trip, um, the guide kind of picked up on my anxiety because I asked a lot of questions, too. And he put me in the back right, right next to him. It was funny because I was asking questions like, and I'm sure people in the boat were like, shut her up. I was like, so has anybody died on this trip before? And like, what was the worst experience you've ever yeah. experienced? And da, 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 da. Yeah. And uh, I remember at one point in time during the whitewater rafting trip that we did, um, oh, and mind you, so there's an upper gully and a lower gully, and this mm -hmm. is in West Virginia, and I can't remember the name of the place or whatever, but back then, and I don't know what it's like now, you have to have some experience to do one over the other, oh, and I okay. think we did the upper gully, which is a little bit more challenging, and I had no experience, yeah. but they're like, oh, just say you do. So I, oh, God. yeah, and I'm trying to remember back, so I'm trying to remember the, <laughs> all I know is... And I'm afraid of dirty water. Now I can swim. Wait, wait. Specific. That's super specific. Like mm -hmm. dirty water. Mm -hmm. That's just because you can't like see in mm -hmm. it, right? Okay, mm -hmm. all, right, all right. There might be alligators in sure. there. Sure. I mean, even though we're in Ohio, people put weird things in water, yeah. so yeah. I don't trust. No, I feel. It. I, I, so sharks. Just, there could be sharks. There could be a whale. You don't yeah, know. Just <laughs> I, I, I. I've never heard the phrase dirty water. So like. Because I, I feel that too. Like, oh, I can't see through there. But I've never, like, <clears throat> I'm definitely going to start saying that now. Like, yeah, I'm afraid of dirty water. <laughs> and then people are going to be like, why? And I can explain to them. But yeah, that's funny. Well, do you remember, okay, and I'm going on a rabbit trail here. But do you remember Fear Factor? Yeah, yeah. I used to love that show. Yeah. The part of the show that I did not like in Fear Factor was the eating of the nasty yeah, things. Yeah. That's not a fear. That's just gross. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I guess no one fears to eat uh, bulb test testicles. That's not no, a fear that's just gross yeah. and disgusting. But they do that, I'm sure, yeah. for the drama or whatever. Yeah. The fears were dirty water. I remember there was one where this lady had to crawl through a tunnel in the dark. 
and there was water in it. I was like, uh, I don't think I could have done that. Mm. Well, maybe I could. I just do it. Think, don't think about it and stuff yeah. like that. Like yeah. jumping out of an airplane. Like I'm afraid of heights. But That's it, another fear of mine. Is Those the, are fears. Is the water dirty if you can't see it though? In my eyes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because to me, like clean water is like your pool yeah. or the Caribbean. Yeah. I've gone on a lot of cruises with my husband and I know what clear, beautiful water sure. looks like. Yeah. Yes. So, so you just you just assume that any water that's in a tunnel underground is not clean, right? <laughs> Which is good. The muddy mall me. It's very dirty. You cannot see. And yeah, I, yeah. when I was a kid, and here's another rabbit trail. I had a friend in the small town that I grew up in that wanted to take me um, tubing mm-hmm. on the mall me, and I was like, okay. Again, I was up for an adventure and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Scared to death of dirty water. Yeah. Never told anybody. So they get me in that inner tube. They were never able to throw me off. And you want to know why that fear drove me into that tube so hard? I never fell off that tube. (laughs) Nope. And they were trying. That's funny. I can just picture you just white knuckling it the whole time. Yep, yep, yep. She is really. She's amazing. Is this an Olympic sport? Because she's going to (laughs) win. Yep, yep. Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But going back to the whitewater rafting trip real quick. Um, so the guide had me back there, and I was asking questions. I was being obnoxious. As a matter of fact, if I had been hooked up to a podcast and heard myself later on, yeah, yeah. I would be like, I can't stand this woman. <laughs> so at one point in time, everybody in the raft jumped out, and they were all going to go on the bank and climb up and jump off this cliff. Yeah. Again, I'm all up for an adventure, but I had to jump into the water, which yeah. I was like, eh. So everybody left me, and I'm here with this guide looking stupid. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I jumped in the water, and of course, I was very dramatic about it, and I swam to the edge trying to catch up to everybody. Yeah. And we're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking, and I'm like, where are we going? We get all the way up to this high cliff. Ugh. I'm not even exaggerating. It had to have been 20 foot. To me, it was extremely high. I mean, but anyway, they're all jumping off. And I'm like, I got to jump into the water. And then, mind you, there's still rapids. We're in a um, light rapid area. Yeah. And they tell you before you do this, like you keep your foot up. There's like different rules and stuff like that. And I'm not like a professional on all this. But anyway, all this stuff is going through my mind. I'm an overthinker. So... (laughs) Everybody is like jumped off this cliff and I'm still standing there because mind you, I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of dirty water. I'm like, I can't jump. So I jumped. Arms flailing. Ah! (laughs) I hit the water, you know, and (laughs) I come up and I'm coughing and I'm freaking out and I'm thinking about, I got to keep my legs up. I got to do this. I got to catch up everybody. And I just remember everybody saying, Sarah, breathe when you see birds, not when you see fish. <laughs> and before you knew it, the guide had pulled me up, put me back in the boat, and oh. I did not fall out of that boat the rest of the trip. And I was like paying attention. You know, in this first 10 minutes of talking here in this podcast, what I have learned is that you <laughs> succumb to peer pressure pretty easily. Probably. <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, we're going to do on this, we're going on this white rapid trip It's for super professionals. Just say you were one. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Hey, we want to jump on this cliff that I'm definitely afraid of? Uh, no. Oh, everyone else will do it. All right, I'll do it. Yep, might as well. I mean, you only live once, but I will tell you, oh, I would not funny. jump out of an airplane. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. If uh, 14 people said they're going to do it, you might. I'd be like, I will watch you from the bottom because I actually I'll know a woman who her testimony, she jumped out of an airplane and her parachute did not open. Uh, open. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And she fell and she survived. And it's her testimony. And um, 
Yeah. So yeah. I yeah, have that I'm, I'm story in the back of my mind all the time. Like I actually know somebody. No, no, I'm good. Because my son, uh, my oldest son, our oldest son, he uh, went into the Marine Corps. He's uh-huh. now out and he married his wife and she's a Marine. Anyway, they're out now. But um, he, there was a point in time that he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go jump out of airplanes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like he's my wild, adventurous yeah. one. I'm like, you go, honey. You I, go. I thought you were going to say you don't want to jump out of a plane because you don't like dirty air. I don't so. like that either. <laughs> Although, isn't the air cleaner when you're higher up, know. maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So, you've, you've, uh, it sounds like the hobbies that you do or that you have done, it's they're, they're, you're like kind of not necessarily pushed into them, but they're not necessarily on top of your list. Are there things like right now you're like, I want to do this thing, I want to do these things? Something that you're actually like looking forward to as opposed to like, well, everyone's doing it, I guess <clears> I'll do it. I love to travel. And experience new things. Mm -hmm. So I want to go to the Grand Canyon. Okay. And that's something that's like on my bucket list. I'd really like to take like a packing mule and like go down (laughs) to like the river part of it. And like, I believe they have like river um, rapid boats or uh, right water rafting boats or whatever you call it, you know, down below that you could take like... And I think it would be cool, like if they had like where you could camp, because again, my husband and I, when we when we were dating, he took me up to um, Michigan, and we went on the Asabo, and we actually camped. We did a um, trip where we went along the river, and mm-hmm. then we spent the night and in a tent, you know. And he washed my hair in the river because he was so romantic, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And we did fun things like that. Sure, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm always up for like. An adventure, a safe adventure. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not one to like let's go look for bears or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I like to travel, and I have done a lot of traveling actually. Um, and I just like people. Okay. Like I like learning from people mm-hmm. and experiences, and that's probably why I succumb to peer pressure a little bit because. Like if I see somebody enjoy something or they really hype it up or talk about it, I don't want to miss out on that. Sure. Yeah. Because of my fears, because I have a lot of them, you know? (laughs) You don't want yourself holding you back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Uh, I I get it. Uh, Have you traveled? You talk about travel. Is it just in the United States or have you traveled outside of the United States? So prior to meeting my husband, Mm -hmm. I only traveled to Wisconsin to visit my dad because my parents divorced when when we were younger. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't do a whole lot. Um, So when I met him, he was like, I've been everywhere. And I was like, well, let's go. So, like, we got married in Tennessee. Um, we went on a cruise. Um, so, I've been to so many different islands. Like, I should have wrote them out for you. Like, we've probably been on, like, 13 cruises. Oh, okay. All right. You know, where we've yeah. done a lot of different things. Now, granted, when you go on a cruise, you only get off the ship and you Certain. only have so many hours yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of times, we would just go to, like, the local beach, you know, um, and just hang out. And see what the locals are like and experience because I love the beach, I love the water, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. But yeah, I've been a lot of places. I did a actual missions trip to Jamaica, okay, um, years ago, and I went there. I've also gone there um, as a trip from a cruise. But mm-hmm. prior to that, my first time I went to Jamaica, I did a missions trip and I worked on a dental team for one week. And then I worked on, uh, I actually worked in the pharmacy, which I'm not pharmaceutical whatsoever, but you go there as a volunteer and I was a nurse's aide at the time in my life. So I had a little bit of medical experience, if you will. 
And so, yeah, I did whatever they told me mm-hmm. and helped out, taught kids how to brush your teeth. Um, what else did I do? Filled prescriptions, okay. you know, uh, through the medical team that we were working with that was treating um, some of the Jamaicans that we saw and stuff. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Actually, you know, like helping people just in general, like just being able to help people and do stuff like that. I really do enjoy that type yeah. of well, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's how I met you, like, like coming to the parks mm-hmm. and helping us and helping, mm-hmm. helping the kids and everything. So yeah, that, that tracks definitely for your life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, d- did you grow up around here or you said you're, you're, you went to visit your dad in Wisconsin. Did you grow up out, out there? No. So I was born in Defiance, Ohio. All right. So was I. You were. Yeah. Yeah. I lived, I was there for, I think <clears> I was maybe a year, first year of my life. My dad, my dad and mom had a place out there. Yeah. Well, I lived and grew up in a small town called Florida. Which is between mm-hmm. Defiance and Napoleon. Yep. Have you heard of Florida? Well, yeah, Ohio? We, we drove through there because I would I would remember Florida and I remember Texas. There's mm-hmm. a Texas, Ohio mm-hmm. along the river there. Matter of fact, Texas is outside of Liberty Center. So when I moved when I was older, I lived on the Fulton Henry County line in okay. Liberty Center, went to Liberty Center School, uh, graduated from Liberty Center, and Texas <clears throat> was just down the road yeah. from where I lived in Liberty Center, too. So I know where Texas is and yeah. I know where Florida is. We, we, a lot of people don't know that, no. though. We mm-hmm. spent a lot of time out there because my grand, my grandparents lived in Hamler. I know where Hamler yeah. is. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so we would drive, you know, at the time they didn't have the new 24, mm-hmm. so we would drive right down the mm-hmm. river the whole time from mm-hmm. Toledo. They'd take us over there. So, yeah, I, and I remember as a kid, like, every, you know, every you know, twice a month or something, we go to my grandparents' house and just seeing that Texas sign and, I, and like, I was like, man, that's so weird. Like, as a kid, you don't, you know, Texas is a state, mm-hmm. but then it's this tiny town that you blink and you and you're through it, you know. And you know, as a kid, and I'm still good friends with my best friend growing up, Lisa. Matter of fact, she just went with me to Virginia to visit my dad. Oh. So I do love to travel, yeah, and yeah. I do it on my own. So I rope, you know, a friend if my hubby can't go or whatever, or I yeah. just go by myself. And um, we went to Virginia to visit my dad here recently. But anyhow, her and I grew up in Florida together and became the bestest of friends. We used to walk along the towpath. Yeah. Um, Again, I was afraid of heights. So her and another friend of mine would walk underneath the bridge. Probably shouldn't be saying that. But anyway, because it's probably not safe, kids, if you're listening. Don't do this type (laughs) of stuff. Anyway, underneath the bridge, you could like literally walk on this small ledge you know, and we used to do all kinds of weird, fun stuff like this. I didn't. I would yeah. only go out so far, and I would <laughs> like, ah, you know, then I'd yeah. go back, and then I'd safely walk across the bridge and meet him on the other side, because dirty water. Through the mommy you're talking about. Yes. Walking through the mommy. Yeah. And, and the Florida, Ohio, I don't know the name of the bridge, but there's a bridge that connects the town to the other side of the river. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we used to hang out under that bridge, and then there's a towpath, and we used to walk from Florida to Defiance yeah. to the Independence Dam. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's cool. Lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you were in high school, you said you went to Liberty Center. Um, what were you into there? <laughs> so I wasn't cool. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> no. Um, so honestly, you're saying your coolness is, is new to you right now. So if you can believe this, I was kind of awkward when I was a teenager. Like, I was really shy. Okay. Um, probably people would have probably been concerned about me. Because now, you know, I don't want to get too serious. I want to keep it lighthearted here. No, we're good, we're good. I grew up, you know, both my parents were divorced three times. Wow. So I had a lot of stuff I was working through sure. as a teenager, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was kind of probably depressed, even though people didn't know it and stuff. And I was quieter. So, um, and I actually left uh, Liberty Center High School and went out to Fort County. You know, Fort County? Yeah, Fort County's like uh, <clears throat> like Penna? Yep. All right, okay. Yep. 
And I did um, banking and secretarial out there. And I actually was vice president of my class out nice. there. But I missed a lot of school. I was, you know, unhealthy in many ways and stuff like that. So I wasn't always in school. But when I was in school, I was really well-liked. Obviously, I got asked to be vice president. That was voted by the peers in my yeah. class. But yeah. you know, I had self-esteem issues and all that jazz back then. So I wasn't involved in any sports. I wasn't any of that stuff. I could have been. I yeah. could have been like, but I didn't have the self-esteem or the parental support, if you will, probably. Okay. Yeah. So that's why when I had my own kids and got married, I've always been a big advocate and encouragement and not just my kids, all kids, like mm-hmm. don't let things hold you back, yeah. you know, like go for it. And I try to encourage, you know, kids and stuff like that. Cause looking back on my high school years, like woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah. And, and once, once they're done, they're done. Like they're you done. can't do it. You can't go back. You you know, and like you said, all you can do is like, well, here's how I felt. I want to make sure other kids don't feel that way. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to miss on opportunities. I mean, yep. my, uh, I have two younger sisters. The one right below me, she told my dad one time, she, I think she had just got out of high school and said, dad, dad, I wish you and mom would have made me do more things. Yeah. And then, so we have a younger sister who's seven years younger, and my parents made her do everything. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they, they was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna play an instrument. You're gonna do this sport. You're gonna." I do did this that club. too. Yep. All my kids had to play an instrument. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So like, they didn't want that. They took that from my sister. Like, well, we don't want Martina to feel that way too. So mm-hmm. they were, you know, had her do a bunch of stuff, and you know, she never complained. You know, she'd f- pick and choose. She played softball, and then just. Uh, when she got into high school, I think her freshman year, she's like, I'm just done. I don't want to play softball anymore. You know, same thing with instruments. Like she would play the viola. And I just remember oh, going over there cool. as, as a kid. You know, I was, <laughs> which this is probably in like sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. And yeah. I'd go over there. I'm like, what is that noise? That's not, yep. It's not yep. good. My dad's yep. like, she's learning. She's got to, you got to start somewhere, you know? So just trying all those things. Same thing with our kids. Like we put them in all kinds of stuff. And they're 11 and 8, and so they've chosen some things now that they like and don't like, you know. Exactly. And, but, but we want you to try everything. And providing them the opportunities. And not everybody can provide, you know, the opportunities yeah. and stuff. But there's a lot of things that you can do that don't cost money. And there's a lot of things that you can do that do cost money, right? Yeah. So, like, for my kids, our kids, like, they're not just mine, our kids, um, you know, I wanted to provide them with as many opportunities as we could. Now, mind you, when our kids were little, I stayed at home with them, so we didn't have a lot of money. And that was the other thing that was important to me. Like, And I actually homeschooled for a while. Like, I wanted to stay home with the kids. I wanted to be everything. You know, I think all parents do. We want to be everything to our kids that we didn't have, yada, yada, yada. You know? So um, my kids all got into swimming. My daughter did dance for a while. They all had to play an instrument. And my biggest thing with them all the time was, just try. Just yeah. give it a try. If you don't like it, we'll find something different, you know? Yep. But always have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a competitive person, but I always check myself whenever I do something. If my competitiveness outweighs having fun or hurting somebody other, then it's not fun, right? Yeah. So I'm always trying to encourage, well, my kids are a lot older now, experience what you like. So that could backfire too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sure, right? sure, but if you, I mean, if <laughs> if parents have done a good job, like those things, and we know, all we all try to do our yes, best, yeah, right? Yeah, as, right? Long, as long as you you don't what you think is the best, then you know those choices, whatever fun they might have, is, is going to be better fun than bad fun, you know. So that's all yep. that's all part of it too. But you really don't know. You cross your fingers. I had a a friend of mine. Uh, he's a comedian friend of mine. His name is Mike Czar. He he had a joke. Uh, 
where he talked about like he goes raising oh, I don't want to mess it up but I think he said like raising kids is like it's like a like a time bomb like you don't know like you can do your best and then at the at in 18 years it explodes you're like well I guess that's what happened like I <laughs> you know yep and my oldest our oldest son Andrew he's going to be 23 we're actually having a little party for him tonight um, he was in the Marine Corps. He just got out. He's married now. He married himself a Marine wife, too. They're both out. But anyway, long story short, he was always my adventurous kid. Yeah. And um, all over the place. Like, always up for a new adventure. Probably kind of like his mom, sure. but to the 1,000 degree. You know, yeah. I mean, just like way more than me. But anyway, when he was younger, like, he tried karate. He tried taekwondo. He tried swimming. And he was a great swimmer for many years. He did soccer, baseball, you know, and I was okay with that. Like, let's give it a try. You know, I wanted him to experience things. Um, We never did travel or anything like that, you know, like that serious. Yeah, yeah. But we had a lot of fun. And my greatest memories with the kids, they were all three swimmers. And we would do swim meets every weekend. It was with the Y. We had a really great group of kids. It became like the family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they loved it. They loved that. And those were like the greatest memories. And I'll tell you, when that all came to an end, you know, because then my oldest son, he went into the Marine Corps. So then it was just two younger ones. And then they were swimming. Then our daughter, she left and she went into the Air Force. And then now we got the youngest one. And then COVID hit. So then there was like no sports. And unfortunately... um, our youngest son, when that all hit, he he's different than the other two, so he's totally fine with chilling out at yeah. home, not doing anything. He was one that I always had to keep involved, keep kind of encouraging him because once he kind of stopped, he was fine with stopping, and I was oh, kind of that okay. parent. No, you're not stopping. Yeah. You got to be healthy. You got to do this. You got to <laughs> do that. So anyway, um, I've just like encouraged him recently even though he's a junior in high school and stuff and he's not really playing any sport now he played soccer to be fair he broke a couple bones that's a whole nother story so he was like (laughs) i'm done with that so uh, he's fine though he's totally fine yeah but um i was like you gotta you gotta get over these fears like you break another bone so be it we'll fix it you know (laughs) i'm like keep going and so he's like no mom i'm content well then um just recently i was like cj that's that's his name i'm like Honey, I really want you to get involved in something because, you know, you're a junior and these are the best years of your life. And when you get out of there, you're not going to have all these opportunities. So he's like, Mom, I am involved in something. I'm like, what? He's playing flag football. Yeah. Now, mind you, I love to watch football, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. Okay. So does he watch football with me? No. Does he care about football? No. Did he tell me that he's playing flag football? No. <laughs> so then I was like, when did this start? Oh, a couple weeks ago, you know, da, da, da. And he's like, I think I'm going to try out for football next year. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Never played football. Yeah? He, he thinks. He's yeah. just going to just try out. So he'll be, he'll be a senior next year? Yes. Right. Okay. Well, what school does he go to? St. Francis. You okay. Think, right. You really think a senior that's so, never played football, they're going to be like, come on the team. I no, mean. I, so here's, here's what I tell you. We've had, <laughs> we've had, you know, I've coached football for a long time, and we've had kids who come out. Obviously, we want them to come out as freshmen, right? <laughs> uh, we've had kids come out as juniors and, and as seniors, and, you know, if wherever really? they're at, they're, you know, yeah, we, we never, and at St. Francis probably the same way, like, no, we're never going to turn people away. Right. Uh, right. Now, I don't know where his skill level is. That, that, that'll depend on how much playing time he gets or what he does. All I can tell him 
uh, or I'll tell you, and, and if he listens to this, he can hear this. <laughs> As a football coach, like especially those kids that come out late, juniors and seniors, what we always look for is like how hard are you going to work? Mm-hmm. Uh, even now, like I'm sure they have weight, they have weightlifting. So mm-hmm. I would suggest for him to start weightlifting. He with just the started team. getting into it, yeah. Yeah. So so find the football team, start weightlifting with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to all the summer workouts. This is his last year chance. You'll mm-hmm. work as hard as you can, mm-hmm. and try to be on special teams. Try to you know try to find the field any way you can. Mm-hmm. But coaches, when we get those kids that come out late, we always look for just how hard are you working? Like right. yes, we realize you came out late, and more nine times out of ten. They are hard workers because they realize, like, man, I should have been doing this sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so make sure he's, like, doing all those – that pre-workout stuff, you know, now and in the summer before the season starts. And help me to make this sense. Okay, so he's yeah. a swimmer, right? Okay. He's going to a school that has amazing swimmers. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, CJ, join the swim team. It's what you already know, and yeah. you're good at it. Nope, nope. Uh, he went – he tried wrestling for a minute. Uh-huh. He decided that wasn't for him. Yeah. So, which was interesting to me, but we roll with it again because I'm always encouraging new yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. But now, so he stopped soccer. He could play soccer for that. He doesn't want to do that because he's broken a few bones, right? Yeah. But he wants to play football? My guess is. That's a big contact sport. <laughs> my guess is it has to do with friends. Like, here's here's my mm-hmm. friends. My friends do these things. Maybe he had, he likes swimming or he's good at swimming, but he has no friends that swim. Well, you he know? actually does know. have two friends that swim, but yes. I, I know exactly where you're going with this, mm-hmm. and I think you're absolutely right. Because yeah. he has this friend that he's been hanging out with, Marcus, who's a really good football player. And this kid is just encouraging my son, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, This is probably terrible of me to say, but I'm just like, but is my son a football player? I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he has parents, this hidden talent. Yeah. And parents think about that all the time. <laughs> we, you know, And, and we, we'll talk as coaches like, when we go through our, our rosters, like, I don't even know if this this kid likes to be out here. He's cool. You know, even those kids that aren't good at football, mm-hmm. like they want to be on the team, and they're good teammates, and they go to workouts. Like, we can deal with those. It's right. the kids who, like, mm-hmm. are just knuckleheads or whatever. Their right. parents are making them play football. Those are harder kids to deal with because we know they don't want to be there. Right. But, you know, as long as uh, your son wants to be out there, yeah. they, you know, at, people are going to encourage him, and people want him to do it. And, obviously... There's going to be friends who say, like, yes, come play football. They see, like, not necessarily like he's going to start. Right, right. But they see, like, well, you, you're athletic enough. You can play football. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm just going to practice and never see the game? Maybe, you know, or or maybe it's I get to be on special teams and I get to be on kickoff or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. But as long as he's a good teammate and good friend, like, it's going to be a good experience. And that's – and I, I tell – I try to tell yeah. our kids all the time, you know, the experiences. Yeah. Like, you know, it's – not everybody is the star player. We're, we love watching the star players, right? It's fun. Yeah. And we love to see our team win, but there's more to it than just that. And I learned that through swimming. It's, there's no I in team. I always tell this to my kids, you know? Um, and it's fun to see the positive, and you always want to make it positive. Yes. You, yeah. you really want to, because you want these kids to have great experiences, because they're going to grow up and hopefully have kids someday. It may not, and that's fine. But if they do, you know, they can carry on these memories mm-hmm. and be that for their kids or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so yeah. I'm all for it. Like, I'm just cracking up listening to CJ talk because, like, we went out to dinner last night and he was going on about flag football and how he made two touchdowns yeah. and all this stuff. And I was like, that's awesome, you yeah. know? And he was, like, really getting into it. And I'm just like, who is this child? That's kind of cool. <laughs> and now he got himself his own membership and he's, like, going to work out, and which is great because I'm always, like – 
healthy. Let's just be healthy. Yeah, yeah. Mind, body, soul, everything. Let's just be healthy. Yeah. So get out there, work out. And if you're just there to hang out with your teammates and even be an encourager and yeah. just do the workouts and make the memories, great. You know, you know what's funny is you warm said, up that bench. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Those but yeah, <laughs> but but it's good that he has you know parents like you that because there are parents like. Don't, you're not going to play football. You know, they they would just shut stuff down right away. But he's excited about it, and he recognizes it, and you know, wants and you recognize it, and wants to be a part of it. Um, you said he goes to St. Francis, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure uh, Perrysburg plays St. Francis the first week this year, this coming season. Oh boy! Uh, I don't know if it's I don't know where it's at. I can't remember uh, offhand. But uh, if he does play on the football team, then then we'll definitely see him. I'll see him out there. Yeah. You know, and it's. And it's funny because in my mind, I always dreamed that I would have a boy that played football, right? And I wasn't even a big football fan growing up. Like, I don't even, if you want to talk football with me, I don't know all the plays and all that stuff, right? But I enjoy watching it. And I went to my first NFL game this year, and it was so much fun. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is leaving the Packers, whatever. Did you go to Lambeau Field? I did. Nice. I did. I have family from Wisconsin, so we all went together. It was so, it was a horrible game. Who'd they play? Detroit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Mm -hmm. lost. (laughs) You thought for sure, like, they're playing the Lions. They're going to win. This is going to be a great trip. And then. It was a mess. Yeah. It was a mess. (laughs) But it was so much fun. Like, I was really bummed about that game. But at the same time, it was so much fun, and the whole experience was. So I always, like. And you know who got me into football, too? And this is on another rabbit trail here. was one of my students. Oh, yeah? Because I was trying to connect with a student. Yes. <clears throat> Knew nothing about it. They were a Green Bay Packer fan. Okay. So my cousin's a Green Bay Packer fan. So he'd send me the stats all the time. Then I started watching the games. Then I started enjoying the games. And then my dad's a Minnesota Vikings fan. But he watches <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. And so it just kind of connected me with cousins, with my dad, and a different way, my student. And now I love it. I'm bummed when football season's over. Yeah. And now that Aaron Rodgers is going with the Jets, I'm encouraged to watch the Jets, not just because I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers, but I'm excited. I'm going to still be a Packers fan to see what happens with our team on the Packers. But now it's kind of getting me to blend into other teams and pay more attention to other teams and just, yeah. There is a lot of, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons that people get into sports. Um, I, I did the same thing with like a, Reading a book. Um, every once in a while, I used to mentor kids at various Perrysburg schools, uh, yep. and there was one kid where we like started reading a book together, and it was mm. cool because it was like I mean I like reading books, uh, but it was fun for this kid to like I don't know if he read books a lot, but he likes baseball, he likes sports, right? So, yep. so I got I found a, a Moneyball is what we we started reading, but it, but then like. Getting into something, like I said, it's whatever it is, however it gets you into it, then you realize like, oh, I actually do like this thing. Yep. You know? And it's funny yep. that it started yep. with just trying to connect with somebody. Yeah. 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 And then you learn about different, and that's part of, that goes back to, you know, what do you like to do? I like to learn from people and yeah. experience new things because there's a lot of things out there that sometimes we don't think about or experience just because... We're not open to it. Yeah. And I'm not saying be open to everything, obviously. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. You know, life is really essentially short. I mean, I know that sounds cliche and stuff, and it's like, and there's a lot of ugly things that we can look at when we wake up, right? I try not to focus on that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I try to think about what can we create positively, you know, and then you said you mentored. That's amazing. Like, we need a lot more mentors in this world to reach to these kids because 
these kids need it, especially with everything that's been going on and that COVID didn't help anything, you know, and like finding out, you know, what they like. Mm -hmm. They may not know either until you provide them that experience. Or like you said, you start reading a book with them. I think that's awesome. I can't imagine, uh, like, I just think about the the kids you had last year when you would work at the parks (laughs) and like how much you talk to them. And after a while, I would assume after a while, they don't even say words that they're in their head. They're like, all right, Miss Sarah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you're just trying to like give them information, talk to them. You know, that's what I would do. I'd be the same way. Like, you know, well, Anything to get them to converse back. Like, what what can we get here, you know? You know, and it's funny that you say that because I do talk a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm making right, up. Though. I'm making up for the times <laughs> when I was younger and I didn't and I held back, you mm. know what I mean? But, like, with kids, you know, and depending on the kid, you got to know your demographic, you got to know what you're working with, you yeah. know? And you got to know that fine line, and that's getting to know the person, like, you can become annoying and do too much, you know, and I try to always be sensitive to, to whoever I'm working with or talking to, you know, not to overstep my boundaries or be too much. Cause I was once told by my daughter, I'm a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> I still use that right. to this day. Oh, She's okay. like, Mom, I like you know, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to live up to this, you yeah. know, but like, how do you get to know somebody? Like you're doing this podcast. Yeah. How do you get to know somebody? You what? You ask questions. You, you ask questions, yeah. right? Yeah. And I've been told a lot of times, I'm nosy, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, you can look at it that way. You can say, oh, she's nosy. Or you can look at it and be like, she's inquisitive. Yeah. She cares. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's how I see it. Like, mm-hmm. i just just trying to learn about things. Now, and I'm sure you're pretty perceptive to the fact that if you're asking a few questions and that person's not into it, you're not going to keep going. Nope. Like, you understand where, where that conversation is. And it's, if it's not happening, it's not happening. But the, then there's reason, there's times where you can ask a bunch of questions because this person or this kid or whoever is really interested and really excited to, to talk about it. That's why this podcast, people will come on. You might even said it too. I don't remember. But people will come on like, well, what am I going to talk about? And I, and I always tell those people, everyone loves to talk about themselves. They just don't know it. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. So I think asking those questions, there's going to be more times than not people are going to be wanting to And answer. that's another reason why I try to ask a lot of questions because I don't want to make everything about me either. Yeah, yeah. Because we all can, yeah. right? Yeah, But honestly, at the end of the day, I, Sarah's not that interesting, you know? So <laughs> I don't know, Sarah. See, again, people, people are like that. But, I mean, you've talked about... You've talked about a lot of things, a lot of experiences you had. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things, a lot of interesting things that I think when you live your life, you're like, oh, this is just the things I do. But from an outside perspective, I've, you know, I've never gone white water rafting. You know, I haven't jumped. I don't like heights, so I don't jump off cliffs, you know, all that kind of stuff. So all that's interesting to me, you or, for, or anybody in general, if I talk about my life, well, this is just my life. Well, some people might think it's exciting to coach football or to coach these sports or to work at the Metro Parks or any of that kind of stuff. But to me, it's just my life. And I think that's how you see it, too, where you do exciting things and you have done exciting things. But to you, it's just like, well, it's just me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's sometimes I think people need to hype themselves up a little bit more. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I have these experiences. Let me help you figure this out. Or, oh, you're going on this white ra- white water rafting trip. Let me tell you about my experiences so you don't do what I did or whatever. You know? <laughs> don't you be know. annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't talk. Don't ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> like how many people have died on the river? That's not always the greatest way to go about things. Yeah. What are the, what are the worst things about this trip that tell me as we're on the trip? <laughs> I know. I think back sometimes. My oldest son said it to me one time. He's like, Mom, sometimes you just need to think before you say things. And I'm like, thanks, honey. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, kids will tell you whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, but I love I love my oldest son. Like he he is my Just you know, him though, you don't love your other ones. Right? I love all of them. No, I'm just telling you. You know, but it's funny that you say that and you have two kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just wait. So you'll hear from your kids. Oh, so and so is your favorite. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know. And I'm like, no. So I'm I'm very articulative in how I say things like so for my oldest son, I'll be like, You're my favorite oldest son. Oh yeah, yeah. Ava, you're my favorite only daughter. <laughs> CJ, you're my favorite youngest son. And I love you all for various reasons. Because yeah. they're all so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? My mother in law before before um before there was another son-in-law involved, she would always tell me, you're my favorite son-in-law, but there was only one. <laughs> but now she doesn't say it anymore because now there's two, so. Aww. <laughs> See? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So yes. I, I get it, yeah. And and I think there was uh, a friend of mine that was on here, Lexi, she was on a few episodes. She's, she talked about, uh, she has three kids and one of them asked her what her favorite one, or who her favorite one was. She goes, she goes I, lo- I love you all. She goes, well, I asked dad and dad told me who his favorite is. <laughs> <gasps> But he did say, like, you're my favorite today. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And there's been moments like that, too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. They all, they all, well, here's a funny thing. So when our oldest son went, okay, so I have two boys and then the daughter's in the middle, right? Yeah. So there's five years between the two boys. Okay. And they didn't always get along growing up, right? They weren't super close. But yeah. now they've gotten closer. But I remember CJ would always, you love Andrew more, blah, blah, blah. He's your favorite, da, da, da. Well, anyway. The milk was always going missing in the refrigerator, right? Missing? Like, missing. It would be like gone? It'd be, I, I buy a gallon of milk and it'd be gone, <laughs> okay, right? Okay. And so Andrew, my oldest, would always say, CJ drank all the milk. Ava drank all the milk, yeah. right? And I'm like, it's expensive, right? Yeah. Whatever. No big deal, whatever. He goes off to boot camp. The first two weeks that he was gone at boot camp, guess what spoiled in the refrigerator? <laughs> That dude was drinking all the milk. Yeah. And he, I was like, and he thinks it's funny to this day because yeah. I still bring it up. I was like, you threw your brother and sister under the bus all the time, lying, <laughs> blaming them from drinking all the milk, and you were the one that drank all the milk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but it's just little things like that, you know, with your kids. You're just like, mm. well, that, and you're still thinking about, like, thinking about it now. Like, you still remember it. So it's one of Yeah. Those you know why? Because I cried. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I will be honest with you, because it wasn't the greatest time between him and I when he left because okay. he kind of got senioritis his sophomore year in high school. Oh no. That's that's a little early. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he stressed me out, you yeah. know. And I was trying everything to um I don't know, reach him, yeah. if you will, yeah. you know, because I didn't quite understand because he's a guy, first of all, and I'm a girl, right? So, and he shares the same birthday as my only brother who's deceased now. Okay. okay. So um, I was like always trying to reach him and stuff and trying to understand where he was coming from. And I didn't and this and that. Well, anyway, he decided he was going to go in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Like that came out of the blue, right? I'm coming out of a hot yoga class and he gives me a call and he's like, hey, mom, Staff Sergeant Coit's in the living room. I'm going to join the Marine oh my Corps. Gosh. I'm like, what? How long are you going to be? So I get home, he joins, whatever. So When he left for the Marine Corps that summer, because he went right out of high school, we weren't at the greatest terms. Like, I was really frustrated with him, and I was like, you better figure things out, son, because um, you're not living in mama's basement until you're 30 years old. Yeah. Like, you better figure out what you're going to do, 
And then I had to kind of get hard on him and be like, if you don't make it through boot camp, I don't know what you're doing because you're not coming back here. Yeah. You know, it's those hard conversations sometimes did, you have to have with your kids. Did you, by telling him that, did you have a thought like, I don't think he's going to make it through? Yeah, I did. Okay. I was scared. It, well, that was just based on the previous years where, like you mm-hmm. said, he was basically senioritis sophomore year. I didn't, I right. honestly, because the Marine Corps, like, why are you joining the Marine Corps? Like, yeah. that's the hardest boot camp ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. There's a reason why they say the few and the proud, you know? And again, I'm not big military person, at, especially at that time. I really didn't understand the military, but I knew that much about it. And I'm yeah. thinking, why is he going to do that? So again, out of fear, I was concerned he wasn't going to make it. And I'm like, what's he going to do and this and that? And um, that actually drove him, we found out later on, because he he wanted to prove to his parents that he was going to be able to make it, which yeah. is kind of a cool story and everything. So, yeah, and so he went into the Marine Corps, and so <laughs> I'm like, on one hand, I was thankful. He's out of the house. Yes, I can breathe. You know, he's going to go do something positive, and yeah. he needs that discipline. And he'll, he'll even tell you, if he was sitting here right now, I joined because I needed the discipline. Yeah. He knew he needed that discipline. So, but the first couple weeks when he was gone at first, you know, it's like, <sighs> and then the milk spoils in the refrigerator, and all these memories start flowing oh. back conversations, irritated, mad, lying. Ava drank it all. CJ. It was that kid the whole time. I would give anything for him to come back and drink all the milk. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, I imagine your husband walking in and you're like, have you're like have the spoiled milk and you're just like, it's not that bad. It's just spoiled milk. We're just like, no, it's everything. It's not the milk. So my husband and I are very drastically different and he's like my Mr. Study, I call him. My Mr. Study because... I'm, you know, very emotional and sensitive in different ways, whatnot. But, um, yes. And he's always like, Sarah, relax. Yeah. Just relax. And I would always joke, that's my middle name. No, it's not, you know. <laughs> and, and, yes, that's, and that's where I'm thankful for him because I would have some of those moments and stuff. And that's where writing came into play over that summer. And then, of course, my kids all did swim team together, right? Uh-huh. And, that was the other thing I learned over the summer. So we did summer swim team all the time. All three of my kids, we had a little tent. We'd go set it up. And Andrew was always the one that roped all the kids to our tent. So I would make Kool-Aid, put it in a big jug. I love having kids, yeah. you know, hanging out with us and stuff like that. Great experiences. The first swim meet, I realized, wow, what an asset Andrew was because he would put up the tent for me. He would have his friends come help. and They would take down the tent and they would load it. And not that my other two didn't help her. It was just different. Yeah, and yeah. You, you don't always realize those small little details until they're not there. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? You break, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it was so, a yeah. very kind of depressing summer. And I felt guilty because I had these two other kids that are amazing in their own way. But it was just different. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, but we worked through all that. and Well, there's a firstborn thing, too. Like, you know, that's... That's just, there's a certain attachment to that part of it also. Like, Are you a firstborn? Like me? I am not. I'm second. Yeah. Mm, I'm a firstborn. Are you? Yep. Yeah. So I think there's like an attachment to that too. Like this kid helped us learn how to be parents. Yes. Right? Uh, I feel that way with my son, like learning all these things. And then my daughter has uh, maybe some benefits of, of not being a firstborn because we understand a lot more. And she's able, she was, as a younger age, she was able to do more because we weren't afraid that they're going to break their head open on every little thing, you know? Yep, and yep, So she was yep. more free, you know? So there's benefits to that too. But there is some sort of like, you taught me how to be a parent to that firstborn. I was neurotic with my firstborn. <laughs> 
I remember my dad came to visit me, and he flew on a plane, and yeah. he walked in my door. I said, "Go upstairs and take a shower before you." Oh my, baby. my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hence, relax, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh. Fears. Again, fears because RSV was a real thing and stuff like that. And so, and I was a new mom and I didn't know, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, yeah. What'd your dad say when he said that? When he, he was cool with it. He was like, okay. Yeah. And he just rolled with it. Yeah. I, I think my, my parents were cool too, like as far <laughs> as like, okay, uh, he's got to eat at 117 and then he's got to do this and do that and all this stuff. And my parents rolled with it for a while, and then like then we they we let him stay at their house, and we we're doing all these things, and and then finally my parents are like, "You gotta stop!" Like, <laughs> like we understand, and if you want them on your schedule, that like that's great. We're gonna follow schedule so that, so they're not hungry, and they're not you know the diapers are changed, and they take baths and stuff. But you gotta let us be grandparents too, and just let you know. And once they said that, then I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Like, like I know they're 100 percent safe there. The kids are, or yep. at the time it was just Mateo. Like he's safe. So I got to like, just let them be grandparents and let them do what they're going to do. Cause they're not like, if they're going to feed them 10 pounds of candy, well then I just got to let them feed them 10 pounds of candy. Oh, you know, they're going to figure that stuff out. And they also will figure out certain ways too, where my son mm-hmm. will eat, uh, too much sometimes and, uh-huh. then, and then he gets sick. Uh-huh. So we told my parents that, and mm-hmm. then it happened at their house and they're like, all right, well we see, we realize now. <laughs> my, uh, grand. My grandparents, through marriage, used to love having my kids. And they had this big candy bowl that they hid (laughs) in the bottom drawer. Yeah. I was furious when I found out about it. You're going to give my kid cavities. Yeah. You know, and I look back to that and I was like, oh my gosh, was it really that serious? No. No. So now I joke with my kids now and I'm like, if you guys, because, you know, one's married. um, My daughter, she's doing her military thing, but she has a boyfriend. Yeah. And so who knows where that will go, you know? I yep. mean, who knows? Um, but anyway, I'm like, yeah, if you guys ever decide to have any kids, they're coming over to grandma's house, and I'm not going to be the grandma to throw them in front of the TV. I'm going to be the grandma that's going to be like, we're going to the Metro Parks. Yeah. We're going to go experience stuff. We're going to the library. Yeah. We're going to actually read <clears throat> books. We're not coming over playing on the iPod. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> that's, what, that's what my parents are really good at, like, especially my dad. My dad... Um, well, my mom always says when the kids come out, like my they they like when my she likes when my kids go over there because they tire my dad out. Like mm-hmm. like whenever I go over there, they're yelling and screaming and having a good time. They're down in the basement or whatever, being loud, and my dad's running around the house with them and doing all this stuff, you know. And it's cool because like you know, and there is time. They're eleven and eight. There is time like for everyone to chill. You can go on your phone or whatever, yeah. right? Um, but for the most part, when they go over there, they're not on like on their devices because my parents are just out doing stuff with them or going for walks or doing this or that. And, it, and it's fun to, to know that too. My goal all the time when the kids were little, wear them out. Yeah. Yeah. We did gymnastics. We went to the park all the time, rode bikes. Like our oldest, Andrew, he learned to ride his bike without on his own yeah. at four. <laughs> he was riding his bike without training wheels. And yeah. I would take that boy cause he always had so much energy. That was the other thing. Andrew always had a lot of energy from the time he was in the womb to the time now to this day, <laughs> he's just so much energy, yeah. you know, but it's so much fun energy though, too. You know, like he's very enthusiastic. I mean, you might even have to invite him on this podcast. Yeah. You two would be a ball. <laughs> Actually, I would be cracking up. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, that's, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, talk about wearing them out, taking them places, doing stuff. A parent's worst fear <laughs> is taking them somewhere. Um, it's, and they're, you know, they're toddlers, so they're still napping. Mm-hmm. So it's after nap time, but before bedtime and the drive home, you're blasting music, trying to keep them awake because you don't want them to fall asleep in the car because it'll ruin everything. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
I remember those days. Yeah, you're like, yep. you're driving, you're like, no, don't. And you're like, look at the back seat. You're like, no, stay awake. Hey, you're okay. Yeah. Just get, you know, just try to make all these noises so they're not asleep. Because, mm-hmm. you know, especially mm-hmm. with the firstborn, because you're in your thoughts, it's happened a few times in your, in your thoughts. You're like, well, he's just not going to go to sleep now. Right. You know, and it was, it's like you're just hoping and praying. Oh, yes. I remember <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. My, my uh, wife sent me a video or showed me a video yesterday. My son was a real light sleeper. And he would like there was a stage where he would get mad if we weren't in the room with him. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so there was uh, what we would have to do. We lived in Toledo at the time, and our house had pretty creaky, uh, creaky floors. <laughs> but we knew. I think we might even put tape on the ground where we could step where it wasn't creaked. And so we'd put him down, step on these stairs or on these spots, and then leave. And then and then we got to a point where we had to lay in the hallway so he could see us. So mm-hmm. we. I would be in the hallway, like uh, just with a pillow and a blanket, sleeping there for the night because he had to see us. Otherwise, he wouldn't be sleeping, you know. But then, like with our daughter, it was like, "All right, close the door, see you, bye." You know, good night, love you. Yeah, yeah so funny, <laughs> and just the difference in personality. I remember times like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like our oldest son, I always had to have nap time, so I always kept them busy. We would ride our bikes to the library. We were always doing something. Yeah, yeah. I even washed my clothes and hung them out on a clothesline back when they were little for something to do outside. Yeah. So when we were in the backyard, I'd be hanging out the clothes and then yeah. I had stuff for them to do. We were just always outside. But anyway, we always had nap time. So when I would put him in his crib, because he stayed in his crib till, I don't know, two or whatever, or then when I transitioned him into the twin bed, yeah. he still had to have nap time and he had to stay in his crib, bed, whatever, yeah. wherever he was at at the time. And he had to look at books. Well, this is the difference in personalities. He would look at the book in like the first five seconds, he'd throw it out of the bed, you know, <laughs> or his, I made steamers all the time. He'd throw it against the wall. Like he was such a stinger. I was like, well, that was your choice. So good night. Yeah. I'll see you in an hour or whatever. We're yeah. having quiet time. Wait, 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 what's a steamer? A steamer. We, okay. We would take warm, we would take milk. We'd warm it up in the microwave and add flavored coffee, coffee creamer. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. like hazelnut. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, you know, tryptophan, you know, turkey, <laughs> you know, milk makes tired. Yeah, yeah. That was the goal. Okay, steamer. They loved it. So we called yeah. them steamers. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So our our daughter, our only daughter, <laughs> she was a complete opposite. I put her to bed, whether it was in her crib. I mean, even the time she was six months, she would sit up in her crib. I'm not kidding you. And look at books. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Never threw things out. Never. She would just look at it, you know, totally content, you know, just the difference in, and I'll never forget this, <laughs> one night, I, I always had this Bedtime routine with my kids, you know, a whole shebang. You know, yeah. we had to do this whole thing, and it always included a story and goodnight prayers and this and that. Yeah. Lots of I love yous. So my daughter, and she's still to this day, she's very organized, likes things a certain way, this and that. I Every night I'd come into her room, and she would be like, you know, everything had to be off the floor. Her clothes had to be set out for the next day. Her closet doors had to be shut. Everything had to be such so. She was the type of kid, if we go to Cracker Barrel, she would play in the candles and organize them by color. That was her, right? Yeah. I'll never forget this, and it's just in my mind. So that night, I tucked her in, and I remember leaving her bed, like, bedroom, like, thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I creating? A neurotic child, you yeah. know? Then I go into my son's room. And my husband had just built bunk beds because we had had our third son by this point in time, but we haven't, hadn't transitioned him to the bunk bed, whatever. And Andrew, so we had like on top of our bunk bed, if you could picture this, it was just a frame. There was no bed up there. Mm-hmm. So he had his bed and then he had a frame up top. So eventually we were going to put the mattress and it okay. was going to be a bunk bed, double bunk bed, whatever. Yeah. Andrew turned that frame into hanging every stitch of clothing that he owned. <laughs> 
I'll never forget. So I left my daughter's room. I go into his room and he's all excited to see me for our bed, bedroom routine. He goes, yeah. look, mom, look, I wake up in the morning. I just pull this down. I get dressed and I go on my day. And I'm looking at, oh my gosh, he just pulled out every piece of clothing out of his drawers oh, and hung it around his bed. Difference in personality. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's funny. And if you think about it, it's very entrepreneurish, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Find a new way to do something, right? Make it easier. Hey, mom, you don't have to get my clothes. You don't have to spend time. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Just easy. Mm-hmm. Bang, I don't bang. even have to get out of bed. I'm just going to pull it down and get yeah. dressed. <laughs> And you got to remind him, well, there's still underwear that you got to put on too here, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Well, Sarah, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on here. Mm-hmm. It was really great talking to you. Uh, mm-hmm. I look forward to, to working with you again. I think you said before the podcast that's, that's the plan, to be able to come back out. Yes. Um, yep. So I look forward to that. Again, I appreciate you being out there because it is it is real easy for me to say, here's the things, go do that thing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is garbage, and I always feel bad for you guys having to pick up garbage. But Actually. You, but you're always just like, that's fine, we're good. I know? love it. And yeah. you want to know when I stopped working with the kids and you, I'm still doing this. Like, I look at all the garbage along the roads. Yeah. And, like, they have a new trail over by where I live. So I live off of Jackman, right? And they have this new bike trail and stuff. Yeah. I don't even know what the name of it is. But it runs along there. I was weeding the little garden areas yeah. and picking up trash. And it's so bad right now. Like I like am like compulsive about this now and I find myself going over. The- so anyhow, one day I'm doing it. Right. And then I'm like, I'm just going to do a few. And then two hours later, I'm still yeah. weeding and doing this stuff. And it's like therapeutic for me. I don't know. Um, this one guy was walking by. He's like, I appreciate all your service. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Like he thought maybe I was a park worker or something. Well, well, I can tell you if uh, you're interested, uh, we're always looking for more volunteers. So if it's before or after you're done with the kids, you know, I, I'll definitely put you, you know, use, you can use, I could definitely use you downtown, you know, pulling weeds, picking up garbage, whatever you want. So if that's something you're looking to get out and see the other parks, you know, let me know. Mm-hmm. But, but again, you know, I appreciate all the work you do. Thanks for coming on here. You're, you're a wonderful person. It's great talking to you. Well, uh, thank you for inviting me. I don't know how interesting this podcast no. would be, but I would love to come back anytime because this is a lot of fun. You're fun to talk to. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I you know I always tell people like you know obviously I want people to listen to this, right? Um, but I, first and foremost, I'm doing it for me. Like I, this is fun. This is fun for people to mm-hmm. come on here. People mm-hmm. really enjoy mm-hmm. it. I enjoy it. So first and foremost. Uh, that's number, my number one goal is for me to have fun doing it, and I do. Uh, second goal is yes, I want people to listen, so hopefully people do, and I think people will. Like you, you have a great personality, and it's you know it shows and and just talk all your stories and everything, and that's what this podcast podcast is. Let's highlight stories, let's highlight memories, let's you know whatever it turns into. This episode it turns into you know, and it was it was a perfect episode. So I appreciate and you know it. I forgot to tell you when you asked me. There's actually a lot of things I do enjoy, like. I forgot to mention laughing yoga, but maybe we'll have to talk about this yeah, next we, time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> laughing yoga. All right. It's a thing. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks to Sarah for coming on the podcast today. It was a great episode. Uh, you know, it's not a normal episode where we try to, you know, hey, where'd you grow up to where you're at today? But it was perfect because I just want this podcast to turn into conversations. And that's what this was. It was a great conversation episode. Learned about her different trips she went on. Uh, different the stuff that she wants to do having conversations about kids which obviously I have kids so it's fun to talk about kids and, and learn from other parents so it was just a, a great episode uh, just conversation for an hour um, so I appreciate her for coming on here thanks uh, as always to Fort Max CrossFit for allowing me to use their building people it's really helped the podcast when people come on here it's such a professional look 
a professional feel as opposed to just being in my basement surrounded by kids' toys. So this is a, a great partnership. If you need any information about them, check out FortMegsCrossFit.com. And uh, thanks to Cuttlefish Graphics, Big Daddy Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Real JP Multimedia for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>